bum That's all of the song I got down That's it What's up guys Welcome to another Very well product placed episode of Fourth Stringers If you're not watching on YouTube You're missing out Cause about 90% of the things that I do are funny Are with my hands Or like with my face I'm a very physical uh, comedian So if you could join me on YouTube Just subscribe And then check it out I'm already out of breath dude you know what the thing is, like, after you smoke, your, uh, your, like, nose stuffs up, and, uh, it's, like, a little harder to breathe, it's a little counterintuitive if you're gonna go to jujitsu. like, I'm out of breath, I can't even say a sentence straight, deep breath, God, um, anyway, what's up, guys, I'm finally back in New York, where it's cold as shit, and, uh, kinda miss Miami, I never thought I'd say that. Like, it was even hard to get out. But, uh, I mean, the weather's nice. People train pretty hard there. It was fun. I just want to give a shout-out to everyone that I saw in Miami. Thank you for the rounds. Thank you for making me feel welcome. I'm going to do this little uh, iced coffee cheers to you. Cheers. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Those seminars were a lot of fun. Uh, Hopefully I get to go back. I don't think I did, like, a recap... I guess this will turn into a fucking recap episode, but uh, uh, Miami was pretty fun. Uh, the seminars, first I went out to Technica. Um, it was cool, like, before, I really felt nervous. Like, I, I had that, um, it was kind of like a tournament type of nervous. Like, I was about to go compete. Um, and it really started to go away as I was teaching the seminar, because I knew all the moves. And the moves were coming out right, you know. The only time I had a hiccup was at fucking 10th Planet when I was like, wait a minute. Like, it was it was just one of the moves from Turtle. But I was already so deep into the seminar that <laughs> I didn't look like too much of an idiot. But I, I definitely didn't have the move right for a second. But um, that's like one of, the, one of your worst fears. Like, I feel like as an instructor is like trying to show a move. And then like the Uki, it's not even the Uki's fault. Like, you just do the move wrong, and you're like, no, uh, listen, guys, I swear this shit works. <laughs> that definitely happened to me. Oh, shit. But, um, yeah, uh, it was cool. I got, like, the seminar treatment. Like, we all went out for food after. Uh, they, uh, they, they hooked me up. Like, it's like every time I feel like, uh, you go and do a seminar somewhere else, you have like a fixer. Like this happened to us in California. For for us it was Ian Sanders. Shout out to Ian. I've known you for like two, three years now. That's cool. Played a lot of PUBG together. But uh, Ian Sanders is like a... He won the black belt uh, Nogi Pans 2018 out here in New York. Um, he's a really good black belt. But uh, he was our fixer. He was hooking us up in uh, Cali. Just driving us to different places. Like here's the beach. Here's uh, the weed shop, and uh, yeah, he was pretty cool. But um, in Miami, everyone was stepping up. It was awesome. There was no one person, and it really helped that Ricky used to go there. Oh, my God. I'm doing this podcast way too early. It's 9.05 a.m. Doing this for y'all. But um, 
uh yeah it was it was crazy trying to do the seminar because like it's a different kind of nervous but it's still nervous like you, you're still that kind of nervous where you're like your heart's beating like you're thinking of everything that could go wrong in the seminar you're trying to prep for it like whatever questions people may have a lot of it is just being confident that you know the moves and then like being able to do the move even if the uki doesn't give you the right feet or whatever like you're pushing putting the uki in the right uh, position and also making sure they don't um like sell it too much like for all the people that don't do jujitsu and they just listen to this podcast like it's the equivalent of imagine there's a guy who's like just flipping people by moving his hand right like doing a um it's like woo, you know what i mean like fucking a steven seagal force field like you need to give me a realistic look in order for the move to make sense. But I don't want you to like fall over when I attempt to sweep. I don't want you to your base to be completely gone. Like allow me to go through the motions of the move or the people are going to be like, this is some bullshit, you know? So um, it's just funny. Like there's that sweet spot and like you kind of have to like be strict with your uki. Like, hey, like uh, give me a real feed. Like, you know, just little cues like that in order to snap them back into uh into reality like that happens to me all the time like sometimes i don't give the right feed like i'm a little uh wary of my knees so uh maybe i won't give the right feed for like a leg lock or whatever but it 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 happens it all happens but you have to plan for it like um i was i would legit like for a week i was just studying this little fucking book i had i have this moleskin book it's so funny i i remember saying in one of the episodes i'm like one of my <laughs> one of my bad habits is collecting moleskin and little high quality fucking notebooks and literally just not doing anything with them but they're littered everywhere so now i have like i just repurpose them like this one's my seminar book now like i just have fucking notes upon notes about like back takes and back attacks it's pretty funny i mean it's working out but so my hoarding came into uh like came in handy this it's bad that this happened because it's just you're just reinforcing a bad habit i'm a, such a fucking hoarder dude and it's it, i don't know i'm gonna keep blaming my upbringing like we're all hoarders in my family but it's definitely just my fault i'm just a fucking hoarder I, and i don't know how to stop but whatever it's gonna be funny when i need another moleskin notebook and i'm just patting myself on the back well, meanwhile, I have, like, a little voice in my head saying, like, no, this is not a good thing. Stop collecting so much bullshit. <laughs> At least I know masks or something you got to throw away. Like, I try not to keep a mask for more than, like, two or three days. And plus, like, once you work out in it, it's, like, it's a wrap. That thing's like a wet rag on your face. There's no way I'm using that shit again. It's so gross. All right, so... Let me see what else happened. Yeah, you know what was cool? I went to 10th Planet, and um, this was before I even did the seminar. I was like, I got to show face over there. It was like a Thursday. We drove for like 30, 40 minutes, and um, it was awesome. Like afterwards, it was like classic 10th Planet. We we did the 10th Planet warm-ups. I had a really good partner. His name was Anthony. Like I just took him. I just took him aside. I was like, there was like two people. You you know the gym always has those people who are like always rolling or always practicing or whatever. Anthony was one of them, and I forgot the other guy's name, but um, he's Colombian, so he's cool. But um, they were like the the enforcers at the gym. I got the vibe. But I took Anthony as soon as uh, class started. Like I was like, "Hey, you can we can we drill?" Because like 
I like taking that shit serious, and I really wanted to get the hang of um, the warm-ups and shit. So he seemed like a really experienced grappler, and it was awesome. It was exactly what I wanted. We went through the warm-ups pretty quickly. He was, uh, he was pretty cool, and then I made a friend. Um, a very 10th planet-y fucking, like, he's, like, short but lanky. It doesn't make sense, dude. It's awesome. It's just a very unique style of jiu-jitsu. Those guys are the best to roll with. Um, but yeah, after after 10th Planet, after we trained, which was a lot of fucking fun. That was so much fun. Um, Gabe, thank you for having us. Um, we, we did like a classic 10th Planet Scythe. They were like, go around back. And uh, we all met in the back, in the backyard of the gym. And uh, it was pretty fucking crazy. Like There was like nine cars parked back there. And then everyone... Uh, everyone's like, do we smoke? All right, let's smoke. And then everyone gave me their grinders and I had like four grinders and I, I rolled up like three, uh, fat ass joints. But the thing was, they didn't know how much I was rolling up because, um, they just, they just didn't like that. I, I collected the grinders and then I went and I sat in the fucking Stang, bro. In the fucking Mustang, bro. I was in the Stang and then they, uh, they, uh, I, I just went away from the group. So they're all like doing mobile bon- mobile like dab like electronic dabs like in the wind and shit it was fucking sick and then i'm missing out my my friend ricky comes to the driver's seat he feeds me a dab while i'm rolling up but um i rolled those three joints as fast as i fucking could and then the moment they start talking shit like i hear them outside they're like damn how long is this dude gonna fucking take to roll a joint and then i pop out with these three perfectly rolled up jays and they're like, damn, bro, damn, this dude fucking rolled up three J's, damn. I'm out there flexing. It was a, it was a good moment for me. It was one of my best moments, one of my proudest moments. But uh, it was pretty funny. It was too windy, so we had to go to, like, where they throw out the disposal, like, where they dispose of the oil, like, these... It's not garbage. Actually, I think it was garbage. I, I completely think it was garbage, and an oil, like dispenser or whatever the fuck <laughs> anyway the, there's like two huge metal doors so like gabe holds on to one for the sake of the group and uh we we make ourselves a shelter we we just start smoking next to the oil. probably a really bad idea with all the flame that was going on but whatever but what a great 10th planet's life um that's that's awesome that they have that little gym culture i love that little gym culture like just everyone hanging out and shit you don't even have to smoke and be a part of it. It's just like hanging out, like the little extra hang after after training. That's awesome. Um, can't wait to go back. But, uh, and another thing. Oh, my God, my back. Uh, we, I, I got back to Technica after Naga. God, Naga was a fucking, oh, my God, that was such, it was cool. Like the event itself was cool. But I guess I made the mistake. I have this on another podcast. Like, I'm going to release it. Like, I actually did a podcast, like, driving back um, to or um, Miami from Orlando. But the, the quality is pretty bad, so I don't want to release it. But I guess I'm going to just fucking release it. It's just more content. Um, But I drove all the way back to Miami from uh, Orlando because... We had all all of our shit in the Airbnb. We left um, we left Miami on Friday at like ten in the morning. 
and uh, our Airbnb was supposed to be there till Monday, right? And it turns out that I guess I only did it till um, Friday. Hold on. Oh, my God. I have to take this sweater off. Yeah, I'm good now. What if it was the sweater making me feel fat? I, like, could hardly breathe. I'm, like, shifting in my chair. If you watch the, the fucking YouTube, like, I could hardly breathe. <sighs> I got to do some yoga breaths. <laughs> but, um, so, I, uh, yeah, we, 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 well, it was all my fucking fault. I bet, like, I'm just a fucking pothead. I, I bet I just booked it till Friday. Anyway, I get a call while we're working that all of our shit's about to get put out if I don't drive back and, um, or, like, pay... I could, we couldn't even pay for more days at the Airbnb. The guy was like, yeah, this shit is all booked, so we need you guys to get your shit out of here. And I was like, oh, shit. So I had to drive back. Meanwhile, I'm in the Mustang, so it's like I'm doing, like, 100 miles an hour the whole time just trying to get back there in time. And I remember I got back there at, like, 9 p.m. I was so angry. I listened to, like, three podcasts. It was so whack. But um, I got back there. I took all of our shit, and then I came uh, all the way back to... Orlando and then had to wake up at 7 in the morning like I, I went over there I saw my cousins for a little bit because I have some cousins in Orlando and then I uh, I went to sleep and I had to wake up at 7 in the morning and start fucking roughing which was fucking nuts dude like one thing about Nag is like the, there should be a graph of like the level of excitement and then like the level of boredom over time because, like, it's a lot of fun in the beginning, but then as time goes on, especially the adult white belt matches, you're just like, oh, my God, shoot me in the fucking face. Like, I can't stand this. Like, they're just holding each other. You see a lot of um, competition grappling comes down to, like, who gets, who can open up? Because, like, I guess people just want to win so badly that they won't open up. They'll just hold a guard the whole time, and then, like, what are you doing? Like, you can't, you can't really attack from there. And then the person from top is being, like, a top turtle. Like, they're just keeping their elbows and hands inside. It's, like, really corny sometimes. But, like, I guess that's just the result of not being comfortable in competition. It's nobody's fault, really. They just have to compete more. But, uh, I mean, like, what are you driving all the way here for? Like, a two-hour fucking drive just to turtle up? Come on. Open the fuck up. Make a highlight reel. That's my shit. I have to keep telling myself that too. But the thing is, I tell myself shit like, hey, don't get guillotined in the first 30 seconds. Just sit to guard. Like, that's like my rule. Like, I don't want to be put on someone's highlight reel because, like, I got subbed in under a fucking minute. I would die. It's going to happen eventually, but that's going to suck. Um, Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen. You know what? Naga always brings out, like, the worst in people. Like, as far as the coaches and shit, like, I have to argue with old-ass fucking coaches who have no business, like, trying to argue with me. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is a kid's match, dude. Like, what are you yelling at me for in front of the kid? Like, you're just showing him bad sportsmanship. Take your lickings and, like, nod your head and be like, this was a good experience for you. Like, shit happens. Even even if we make a stupid call as referee, you, you can't look like a fucking asshole because he's going to emulate you, you know? Like, this is a notice for all parents and, like, coaches. Like, you have a kid looking up to you, and you're going to throw a temper tantrum when something doesn't go your way. Don't be surprised when your athletes grow up to be like that, you know? Like, it's so sad.
you have that happening all over uh, jiu-jitsu. Like, because jiu-jitsu is a uh, very aggressive sport. So is wrestling. I'd imagine it happens in wrestling all the time. Like, a competitor will punch another pe- competitor in the face for no fucking reason or some shit like that. They're, like, really purposefully, like, clobbering collar ties with your forearm. forearm you knock somebody the fuck out with your forearm. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, it's a shame. Like I, I got into into an argument with an old ass dude because I gave a point for a wrist lock. Like in Naga, you get points for near submissions, and this guy was in a fully locked triangle, and uh, yeah, he was in a fully locked triangle, and then he got his wrist bent all the way back, and I'm like, all right, well, that's a point for the fucking wrist lock because I would tap to that, and and I had the old fucking guy yelling at me. After the match, like, why are you giving points for wrist lock? Why you give points for wrist locky? And I was like, bro, like, I don't know about you, but for me, if my wrist gets put that way, my wrist is breaking. Like, I know it might not hurt you. You might not have any, like, tendons in your wrist or whatever, but, like, you shouldn't get in that position in the first place. It looks bad. That's the criteria I'm judging you on. Like, if it looks bad and it's very threatening, that you get two points, but it just looked bad. So you got one point. He was like, I never seen in my life a for, uh, get a point for wrist lock. And I'm like, welcome to fucking 2020, brother. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate it there. It's pretty funny, though. Like, just constantly trying to announce on the microphone. Like, <clears throat> I will say, if your name is Spanish, I will roll my R's. Echeverria. Ramirez, like it's 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 only right that they say your fucking name right. But I'd be going overboard because I can't say middle, like um, Eastern European names, like. But I'll try Rehovovic or whatever Rehovovic, Rehovovic. I I'll I'll try, and then when you come up and tell me your name is is like uh, Rakowski or some shit, I'll be like, I'm sorry, I did my best. But um. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way you learn. That's a lot of fun. I love taking the mic and just announcing some dumb shit. Oh, my God. What else is there? Thanks for having me on the Tabcast, guys. This is just a fucking recap show. I'm too tired to, like, think of new thoughts. I just have this fucking list of things that I wrote down that I have to get. I just have to say them. And as I say them, I can just check them off. And then and then tomorrow I'll give you guys some... I need to get back into this podcasting shit, dude. This is what I want to do. This is my primary shit. I love podcasting. Like, But the thing is, I need to up the quality, especially the mobile ones. I'm going to buy one of those fat little uh, flying saucer microphones. It looks like... It looks like the Apollo 13 that landed on, um, or whatever the Apollo was that landed on the moon. It's like this fucking, like, pod with, like, eight little legs, and it just stands there in the middle, and you're supposed to, like, talk normally, and it's supposed to capture the whole room. I'm down for that. I need that. Um, so I'm trying to get some new gear in. Maybe we're going to do the custom rash guards again. I'm going to fucking make the post. You know what? I'm going to make the post today. I have to. This is This is good. This is good. This this little communication between us, this is good. Because I need to do that, and I've just been holding back because I haven't fixed the website. You ever feel like you're doing stuff, 
like you need to do stuff but it like hurts to do i heard it's like called like the artist pain or the artist dilemma it like it literally hurts me to do like i'm trying to do it and i have like a physical block of me like i can't i want to be creative i want to do stuff but it's like the steps to doing things are so complicated and overwhelming that i'm like no nah, i'm just gonna do something else i'm probably just gonna smoke about it but i need to fucking do it. i need to fix this website i need to create a sales funnel there's so many things i need to do i have them broken down but i have to break them down even more for in order for this to like in order for me to even get started i need to get started it's hard for me to get started this is like i i usually listen over to these podcasts fabian get fucking started on the website already if you're listening over to this podcast just turn it off and do the fucking website because you it's been taking me like way too long um <clears throat> but now all right the tabcast thank you and then also shout out shout out to everyone on the tabcast josh mark jamie roman i think i got everyone that was good i was supposed to see Renny there but i guess he's like a father now so he had to do I do not blame you. If I was a father too, I'd be like, podcast, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to take a nap. Um, That was a lot of fun. Hope that episode comes out soon. I'd be getting possessed sounding when I fucking talk about like visualizing and trying to be the best in the world. Like I went off on that fucking podcast. I hope I, I'm going to make a clip of that shit because like nobody's, nobody's going to hype you up like you. You know what I mean? Like you need to hype you up. So I'd be hyping myself up OD. Like, I, I don't see it as corny or anything. It's just something that I do, and it helps. Like, I'm the type of person to get easily inspired. I already know that about myself, so I can easily inspire myself. Like, just talking myself up, that shit works on me. As much of a realist as I want to claim I am, I, I, I like, believe in that. That'll help me, like, manifest whatever future that I want. You know what I mean? Um, Shout out to the armless man in Miami. I can't really call you an armless man because you had two little... I don't know what those are. It's like the the pirate from uh, Family Guy. He had those two pegs as arms and those two pegs as legs. <laughs> Except this guy had like little hands at the end. It was like he had those pegs, but then he had those little rubber hands that you put on the ends of your fingers. That's what he had. <laughs> it was crazy. And it wouldn't be a problem if he wasn't just like doing meth and like chewing on air. Like he's like constantly has his jaw chewing nothing so you just know he's like on speed because he's grinding his teeth you know what i mean but um as soon as i posted him on my <laughs> as soon as i posted him on my instagram you have like three people telling me like that's the guy that stabbed some girls i'm like what the fuck are you talking about how is he gonna stab what is he what kind of what kind of knife is he holding <clears throat> What kind of like combat knife is he? Does he have brass knuckles on? Cause if <clears throat> if you're getting hit by that, you deserve it. Like I don't know what to tell you, but like there's so much you could do to get away from that. He has no range. He's gonna lunge at you. You could probably just take one step, like one step back, and he can't touch you with that. <clears throat> Whatever. If that guy wants to fight, let me know. <laughs> And then, uh, what else? Um, that's pretty much it. I gotta put a warning out. <clears throat> I gotta put a warning out if you do Airbnb. They're all hit or miss. I don't care how much research you do. Until you get there, you don't know shit. Like, the first Airbnb was fire. The second Airbnb I got smelled like fucking, I don't even know. It's It literally smelled like the people downstairs have been smoking 
new porch for like a year and just blowing it into your apartment from like a little hole in the in on the bottom floor. You know, <laughs> you know why the, that like specifically comes up as an idea. Me and my friends, we used to. My friend was the super of like an apartment complex, and um, I smoked my first cigarette in the basement of that apartment complex. But the thing is, there was an apartment on the first floor. And when, where the floor radiator goes, you know those old-ass radiators where if you, like, touch them in the winter, like, they start, like, first of all, those are the loudest things ever because as soon as they turn on, they start knocking. It's like a fucking elf is on the inside of it knocking with Thor's hammer. And it'll be, like, 12 at night, and it's like, ding, 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 ding. And you know, like, oh, shit, we can't touch the radiator for another half hour, for, like, the, the, the whole day. That From then on, you can't touch the radiator. Until until summer comes around because that shit is going to be scalding hot. You're going to leave your skin on the rate. It's going to brand you. There's going to be like a GE brand on your... Like if you see a little kid with a GE brand on his shoulder, it's because his little dumbass touched the radiator when it was on. After It clearly made the ding, ding, ding sound. Dude, it's like every apartment in Queens has one of those. Either that or like just like some random fucking metal bar in the middle of your apartment in my friend ricky's apartment it's literally right next to the toilet so like if you're taking a shit you can't shit like sitting straight you can't piss if you're a woman you can't piss sitting straight on the toilet you have to be angled 45 degrees to the right because there's literally a metal pole that's going to burn the side of your knee like the skin off the side of your knee off there's no way for you to shit like comfortably straight (laughs) I've tried, dude. I've tried. I've shit many times in your house, Ricky. Like, it's fucking crazy. I don't know how you guys do it. But, um, so, usually on the bottom of those, like, where they're installed, there's, like, a hole. I don't know. It's just a hole. So, it's, like, I, I would say it's, like, the size of a quarter. And, um, oh, my God. I remember smoking. And we were just such dickheads. We would be smoking weed. And then... And we'd be like, yo, check this out. And, like, you take a hit and literally just blow the smoke into the fucking hole. And you're like, laughing. I'm such an We're, like, 15, 16. And I'm like, oh, yo, check this out. And then we're wondering why we're getting caught. Like, <laughs> like I imagine a family up there. Like, there's, like, a baby's crib right next to the radiator because it's cold winter. You, you want the baby to be warm. And we're out here just, like, getting this little fucking baby high. I'm, I'm fucking blowing a bunch of, but like, we would stick the blunt out. And we're like, I wonder if they're going to see it. Like, it's a glory hole. Like, <laughs> shout out, glory holes, Gracie. But <laughs> you're just sticking the blunt through. You're like, I wonder if they're going to hit it. That was such a fucking pothead. I smoked my first cigarette down there. A Newport 100. I'll never forget. I, I hope I... Cigarettes are weird. Cigarettes are one of those things that's like, I I want to smoke cigarettes, but I know it's horrible for me. And then, like, when I get drunk, I just don't give a fuck. Like, I, I know that's universal for people, and there's, like, you could literally, that's a formula you can literally apply to anything. It'll be, like, cocaine, or, like, I'm sure somebody would be, like, prostitutes. They'd be, like, yeah. <laughs> and escorts, like, it's one of those things. You're just always thinking about, you know, you shouldn't do, but when you get drunk, you just don't don't give a fuck, you know. Like there's, <laughs> there's so many things like that. 
But uh, but yeah, I, I fucking. I hope I never smoke another cigarette again. But like, like if I'm gambling in a casino and I got like an Asian dude next to me and he's fucking betting big and I'm betting big and we're both kind of sort of winning, like, and I'm tiptoeing the line of like I'm winning but I'm losing. Oh, I just lost. I need a cigarette. Like, you you see how that chain works? Like, we're we're up. Oh shit, we're going down. Oh shit, we just went below the line that we were supposed to go below. I smoke a cigarette. I feel lucky. I put it all on. Like it calms you down and it helps you think clearly. And then you're like, all right, I put it all on black. And then it loses. You take out more money, put it on red. You win. You double that. And now you're back to even. Smoke another cigarette. We're back in the game, baby. And me and that Asian dude are talking all night. But it's not English. It's not fucking Chinese or whatever. Because I'm playing Baccarat. And only Asian people with money play fucking Baccarat. And and people like me who, like, stumbled into the game at Resorts World Casino. And they have, like, $10 electronic games because there's no live dealers at Resorts World in, in fucking New York City, which is bullshit. So you're playing $10 minimums with the people who are playing for, like, hundreds of dollars. They're right next to you. And you guys are all screaming some, like, dude, like, you know what I found out? If you want a 10 to come out, you scream, Monkey! And it has nothing to do with, like, it. it it's so, so interesting. Like, the reason they scream monkey is because in Chinese, a certain character or a way you write something can have, like, four different meanings, like the way you say it. So the character for monkey is supposed to stand for 10 as well. So, like, if you want the dealer or the player in Baccarat to hit a 10, you scream out, monkey, 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 monkey. So it's, like, the funnest thing when you and like a bunch of chain smoking Asian dudes are just screaming out monkey and it's not even dudes, it's women too. It's all, it's whoever has money. You know what I mean? Like you have all these ladies with like, I don't know if they're real or fake Louis bags or a hundred percent probably real because these bitches are, are pulling out stacks of cash and I don't know how they're doing it. They're like fucking, um, fucking, uh, what's that shit? Like tailoring tycoons, like, the fabric tycoons or some shit because manufacturing tycoons because I don't know how they have all of this in fucking cash. It's awesome. But uh, those people are the best. They give you the best cigarettes. Like foreign cigarettes have the best packaging because it's like um, like French ones are hilarious. They'll have like a limp. They'll have like a cigarette. Right. And all the at like it's it's ash three quarters of the way. But the ash on the end is like limply falling off. And it's like smoking kills your libido and it's like is this cigarette supposed to be a dick are you painting a picture of an ash dick in my <laughs> it was effective advertising look i'm talking about it now i mean like but that was probably the funniest one i saw and it was like in french in thailand they have warnings and all like they all have warnings but like the the ones that have pictures on them are probably the best like one's like a mouthful of meth teeth and they're like cigarettes does this to you and you're like does it though does it as quickly as um Meth? You sure this isn't just meth mouth? But yeah, those dudes would definitely give me the most interesting cigarettes. Like, I'm like, what's in this? This tastes a little spicy, you know? They're like, oh, fiberglass. I'm like, all right, no doubt. <laughs> that's the shit. <laughs> oh, that's the ticket. I still got like another hour and a half left for before training. I don't know, guys. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, I get to losing weight. I I gained like 15 pounds in Miami. 
that was not good, but whatever. I mean, we're athletes. We'll bounce back. You know what I mean, baby? But uh, I really want to um, start getting a normal podcasting schedule down. Hope you guys all enjoyed this. I'm going to head out. I got to take a morning dump. Drinking my coffee. Uh, went to the to the Dunkin' Donuts by me. They, there's like, I think those people at the Dunkin' Donuts by me are like secretly doing a strike against that Dunkin' Donuts. Because I'll buy one donut and they'll give me eight. I'm not even joking. Like, this is bad for me. This is why I'm gaining weight. You have these people over here probably hired by, like, a rival team, right? And and there's, like, this fucking... These fucking ladies will just keep giving me donuts. I asked for 10 munchkins today. She gave me 20, dude. I'm not even joking. Like, she's not even counting. Or maybe she can't count. She's dyslexic. I don't, I don't fucking know. She's like, oh, you want a donut? And then, like, literally, like, her paw. She has a paw. She's just a big lady. She has a paw. She paws like don't like a handful of donuts into the bag and then fucking just shovels the rest in. Like she makes a little hole for her hand to get to the bottom of the tray. And then once it gets to the bottom of the tray, she shovels it all into the bag. And I'm like, all right, thanks. Like, you sure you're not going to get fired for this? this? And she's like, no, we're fine. Like, and she was like, your total's 569. And I'm like, all right. All right. I don't know how you guys are going to stay in business, but thank you. And then I take all the, do- I don't know what to do with, them. I'm going to eat them. They're all so soft. <laughs> They're all so soft and they have that little fun wax paper in there that I get to play with. Like that that's the best part of taking out the donut. I heard that on a podcast once. I never related so hard to that. Like the best part of grabbing a 7-Eleven donut is that is using the little wax paper to grab the donut. That's the little joys in life. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, I was hitting a stride here, but. I really got to take that morning dump. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. I'm going to try to get this on more regularly. Love you. Bye. Bum. Ba-da-da-da-da.